Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hi, everyone. It's Eden Christopher here from the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. In this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast, I'm going to be looking at jurisdictional error as well as a few examples to demonstrate the issue. I've got Bethany Marley here, a law graduate in our team, to help me out. Hey, everyone. As well as Josephine Pan, a paralegal. Hi, everyone. And Ashley Trezai is also a paralegal. Hi. We'll start off with just defining what jurisdictional error is, and then we'll go through a few examples. Bethany's gone all the way back to the High Court decision of Craig in South Australia from 1995 to help us understand what jurisdictional error is. Yeah, so we'll start off. So jurisdictional error uh, is where the inferior court or tribunal purports to act wholly or partly outside the general area of its jurisdiction conferred by the parliament. So when it comes to administrative tribunals such as CARS, MAS or the DRS, Parliament has conferred certain powers such as deciding a claim and damages for future economic loss under Section 126 of the MACA. In the example, CARS or DRS would fall into jurisdictional error if they did not comply with the provisions of Section 126. Yeah, that's right. That's probably one of the most common jurisdictional errors where an assessor, for instance, fails to put down the assumptions they've used for a buffer and that is a classic example of when a CARS assessor or a DRS assessor falls into jurisdictional error. There's lots of other examples of jurisdictional error, and Josephine's going to go through the matter of NRMA and PATE, which is a 2016 Supreme Court decision which found uh, two jurisdictional errors. Yes, that's right, Eden. So in NRMA and PATE, the first ground of jurisdictional error that the court found was a denial of procedural fairness. At the CARS assessment conference, the claimant asserted that they had begun a rabbit farming venture at the time of the accident. And the insurer submitted that this was not true because the claimant did not even have council approval for this business. The CARS assessor completely disregarded the insurer's submission. The court held that by erroneously disregarding the insurer's submission, the CARS assessor fell into jurisdictional error by denying the insurer procedural fairness. The second error was that the CARS assessor had taken into account irrelevant considerations to inform his assessment of economic loss. So the assessor relied on the assessment of the claimant's whole person impairment in order to assess damages for loss of earning capacity. The court held that it is erroneous for a CARS assessor to premise an assessment of loss of earning capacity based on whole person impairment In order to comply with the law, the court held that a CARS assessor must determine the injuries suffered by the claimant and the economic impact which is caused by those injuries. By relying on whole person impairment to inform his assessment, the CARS assessor could have fallen into jurisdictional error by taking into account an irrelevant consideration. Yeah, that's right. Now, in this matter, uh, we both know that it ended up not being quashed at all because there was no practical injustice So, for instance, even though an irrelevant consideration was taken into account for the assessment of earning capacity, the CARS assessor had also dealt with a whole other number of considerations which were relevant and ultimately there was probably no practical injustice. That's an interesting point. We should probably look at that at another podcast. 
Thanks, Josephine. Thank you for having me, Eden. Now, jurisdictional errors don't just appear on CARS certificates or MAS certificates. They can also appear on exemption certificates. Ash is going to go through the matter of Alliance and Tarabay, where jurisdictional error did occur on an exemption certificate. What happened in that one, Ash? So on this one, an insurer sought an exemption application on the basis that the claimant had made false and misleading statements. The evidence relied upon included a number of inconsistencies in the claimant's payment summaries and employment records, which suggested forgery. The CARS assessor said they were not satisfied the claimant made false and misleading statements, noting similar inconsistencies in earning information is a common occurrence at CARS. The Supreme Court held that the CARS assessor had fallen into jurisdictional error for asking themselves the wrong question. The issue before the assessor was whether an exemption should be granted and not whether the insurer had proven fraud. The assessor was not required to determine the issue, but rather determine whether CARS was an appropriate forum. This is pertinent because CARS is unable to issue subpoenas and the rules of evidence do not apply unlike a court. Yeah, whenever you're dealing with potentially misleading or false information, having the tools of a subpoena and uh, you know just the court forum itself, it's much more serious than the informal CARS assessment conference up on level 21. So you can see why that was such an important issue. Great. Well, thanks a lot, Ash. Uh, Thanks a lot to everybody else for helping out. No problems. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. I hope that was informative, and we'll try and do another Jurisdictional Era podcast later on. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at mccabecurwood.com.au or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.